Welcome in the No House Advantage NBA Strategy Show. Terry McBride is here. I'm Aton Tyler's producing. So you know the drill. If you're hanging with us already, anticipating the program, we'll hit the thumbs up button if you haven't already. And then also make sure that you're subscribed here, not only here, but the Odd Shopper channel as well. Terry, we have a lighter slate tonight, but it's always a good chance to chat. And who knows? Maybe we will have some time for some derailment, but it is always interesting to see how we can apply our own free projections that we always have available to everybody on Awesome for No House Advantage right through our optimal lineups, which will be updated a little bit later and just make some money here on NHA. That's it, man. I mean, it just all comes together so nicely, so easily for these kind of sites where we're betting these props, making these prop picks. We've got great, you know, just straight up if you're betting out there with our site using our data here it just makes it so easy put these win rates next to the prop and figure it out just go with the highest rated ones kind of simple kind of straightforward easy is uh, honestly it's every week it's easy and the beauty of it is that we have pretty strong projections when it comes to overs and unders we always love to start with overs and there are some good opportunities here we remind you two things really as we build these tickets Tyler physically building the tickets, but us verbally building these tickets here. You can't play multiple uh, one guy multiple times on the same ticket. So if you're looking to smash away on some Bruce Brown overs, you can only choose one of those categories per ticket. The other thing is just because we have somebody on our own site, Osimo, listed as 100 for an over or an under does not mean that you should immediately go and roster that person in NHA like a Christian Wood, DeAnthony Melton, Kevin Porter Jr., Clay Thompson. These guys aren't playing. So that's why they just haven't physically been zeroed out on our own projection. So make sure that you just look at a couple of quick things as you're following along to what Terry's giving. But I always like to remind people that in case they want to jam a 10, 9, 8 point thing of all the same guy on the same ticket. Yeah. Spread that out over multiple tickets. Yeah. And look, I mean, there's enough if you bounce between the overs and the unders, there's enough high probability targets, even filtering out the repeat players that you can get to pretty, pretty strong uh, tickets here. But yeah, the, the minutes thing is really key. You know, there are some guys that pop up with very fragile minutes projections. We'll get to one in the unders column in a minute where we'll see a guy who comes up with like a, a 1.5 minute projection in our projections. That's just us saying like, there's a chance he's out there. But, uh, you know, it's not necessarily firm. It's pretty fragile. So you want to avoid those until we get a little bit of news. But keep them in mind as news potentially breaks. And then, yeah, anybody who's uh, at 100% but a zeroed out minutes projection, not going to be on the court. So don't book him into your ticket. All right, Dwight Howard. We expect him to be in the starting lineup tonight against the Dallas Mavericks and maybe one of the lone, depending on what happens with Russell Westbrook. But, look, LeBron is out with that bad ankle injury. So we don't anticipate anything there. But he's got Dwight, he, and he has some pretty strong numbers right away. Two right there at the top in rebounds and points and rebounds and a really wide gap really between both when you look at projections and what Alex has on site. Yeah, this is one that's just way, way out there. I mean, if we're getting Dwight Howard, we've got him projected at 26.2 minutes regular you know kind of a starter's run for what we would expect from Dwight in this kind of a situation at the at this uh, age and at this point of his career he averages 15.5 minutes a game right in in just kind of a more of a backup role over the last three he's been at 24.3 right around where we've got him projected in the season long 15.5 minutes a game he averages 5.7 rebounds the line tonight is four and a half 
That doesn't make sense if he's playing 10 minutes less than what we've got him projected for, 11 no. minutes less than what we've got him projected for. It's just a bonkers, bonkers line. He is technically a, you know, probable to play tonight. He does have an injury tag, guys, you know, listed as game time decision, depending on where you look. That's not an official uh, NBA designation, but all signs seem to point toward Dwight playing and starting here. He will smash through either one of these lines. Uh, either one of them makes a perfect choice off the top. The rebounds is slightly more probable. You don't worry about the points coming in there. Dwight would have to seriously injure himself in the first quarter to not get to four and a half rebounds in this game, assuming he starts. Yeah. Then, and that's the other thing too, is that we're assuming based on everything we have in evidence here that he's playing. Therefore he's starting. This team is in dire need of anything and they're probably going to get blown out of the building, but there's going to be enough opportunity for him at least to get over that number. I mentioned Bruce Brown and we'll get to some unders here in a second, but we are just in this mid nineties range. So just exhausting the overs if we can. And if you want to leave a spot open or two, that's fine. You can always say, yeah, I really like Bruce Brown there. His PRA 13.5 on NHA. There's a wide gap. I'll let you explain the difference there from what Alex has, but I would put that more in like a seven, six, because I know we have some unders. That's, that's fine. I'm not forcing you to go in order here by any means, but we do have Bruce Brown and Goran Dragic both in this game here with some pretty favorable gaps that we could exploit. Yeah, for sure. And the Brown one is interesting to me. I wrote him up actually for DFS this afternoon because he's going under-owned across the industry. He's a fair mid-range price in terms of the uh, the fantasy sites, but I actually really like zeroing in on him here because that is an inefficient line based on what we expect from Bruce Brown. Last three games, he's been averaging 28.7 minutes. We've got him projected out at 31 minutes tonight as part of that starting rotation. Uh, he's averaged 23.8 minutes across the course of the entire season. And within that, his PRA average is is, excuse me, his PRA total averages a 14.8. So he's already over that 13 and a half that we need on the average in, you know, seven, eight minutes fewer than what we're projecting him for tonight. In recent games, he's been cruising at that level. He's not a ridiculously productive player, but he's got a 56% true shooting percentage, a 10.6% assist rate, and 9.6% rebounding share. So he's a guy who can contribute across the board uh, in, in all those different categories that you need. So he's not likely to go out and give you, you know, a triple double type of a performance, but to get to a 13 and a half PRA, I see that very likely uh, on the board here. We've got him projected it at 20.5. I think that's much more in line with what the actual expectation should be. So yeah, that's a smash spot for the second one for sure. Uh, and you could take it down to the points plus assists, but I think the PRA with all three categories in there is perfectly fine to go after. Do you like that Dragic one at points and assists? It's coming up at 92%. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. The others are Brown and Howard. So we've already got there. We'll get back to Bagley in a little bit. Yeah, it's another situation where the line is just way off of the average, right? Uh, we've yeah. got we've got Dragic projected for 25.1 minutes in his 23.7 minutes a game across the 19 games he's played in this season. He's averaging a points plus assists of 11.8. So given a couple more minutes on the on the court tonight and a line that is at seven and a half, uh, four under his average in fewer minutes, I'm pretty confident that that one's going to come through as well there. So yeah, assuming that those that our minutes projection is accurate there i think that's a another very very strong spot all right so you mentioned that we just talked about somebody that you wrote up on site and this is the same connection here that i would bring up for reggie bullock because i'm a little surprised actually at a couple of things specifically how low his points rebounds and assists are and even at 87.63 percent 
how low that number is. Look, I just did this for Odd Shopper on the Island game tonight for the Mavs-Lakers game. We have on Odd Shopper Bullock projected for 12 points alone. So one of my plays was to go over the 10 and a half points. Now that's at minus 105, so you can take that for what it's worth. No juice on NAJ, but my goodness, 13 and a half for PRA? I mean, he could limp his way to 14 total across that category, assuming he goes over his point total alone. Yeah, for sure. And it's another guy where we've just, we've projecting him for additional minutes, 35 minute projection over the last three games, he's averaged 34. So it's right in line with what he's been doing recently. And the line that NHA set for him is just not caught up to that level of production in 27.3 minutes average across the entire course of the season, 61 games. A lot of changes have gone on down there in that rotation. Uh, you know, no more Christoph Porzingis and uh, you know, different pieces moving around, but he's been fairly consistent at a 13.2 uh, PRA which is right in line with where the line is given an expectation of additional minutes, given that points projection that we've got already cruising near that line, uh, the PRA line. Yeah. It's another one that you can just kind of book with confidence based on the inefficiency between the minutes and what he normally does on the court. So yeah, I like that spot. It's another guy is a, you know, somewhat low usage type of a player is uh, 13% usage for the season, but he makes a couple of threes, does some Reggie Bullock things out there and you're going to be there. So I have no issues with that one either. That's another strong over. Yeah, look, I don't anticipate seven threes again like we saw last game out by him by any means, but it just it seemed off. So we don't always go in order. If there's something we see, especially if either one of us or in this case, both of us are targeting a player that makes it on our list here elsewhere. If it's Terry writing about him for DFS or me putting up on Hot Chopper, I just saw that and thought, I said, wait a second, I just like 30 minutes ago, I just filed this thing where we said go over 10 and a half because we have him projected for 12. So it seemed a little off there as a whole. I guess we have to ask ourselves how much there is any likelihood that Thomas Bryant is playing because if he's out there, it seems like we should smash the hell out of all three of his unders on three separate tickets from points, rebounds to points and rebounds. But minutes have to be a major concern here, right? Yeah, that's a major concern. That's the guy that I was kind of uh, obliquely referring to a minute <laughs> yes. ago when I was saying that we'll get there. Uh, just to round off the Bullock one real quick, I just okay, had the, sure. uh, I had the ten, the last 10 games performance up uh, in front of me on a different tab here, and I just popped into it. 34 minutes a game, 9.3 real uh, NBA points, making 2.73. So we're basically there on three-pointers alone, mm -hmm. and then he's adding five five and a half rebounds and 1.8 assists to that. We are firmly there with Reggie Bullock in, uh, in what he's done recently, yeah. so... I really like that one. I think it's and look, the matchup's great because it, it like, yes, there's a small percentage chance, right, Terry, that Luca could score 50 in the first half and they bury this Lakers team where nobody else gets much opportunity. But the likelihood is it's probably going to be a bunch of guys, including and especially Bullock and maybe a DFS or Lakers will play them tight and yep. their minutes, the, the Mavs guys minutes won't. I saw, you know, anime assassin re referenced that as well. Like, hey, the Lakers could, especially because it's human nature to walk into this game thinking we can do whatever we want against this Lakers team. They don't even have LeBron out there. And all of a sudden, you know, the Lakers are playing them tight. The closer this game is, the more minutes you're going to get from Bullock and anybody else. That's my point. 
Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely true. And I think it's, you know, either way, it's not like Reggie Bullock is a, an asset that they're going to really be worried about protecting. No. And, uh, you know, they've got a number of guys out. So it's a <laughs> limited rotation anyway. Uh, and yeah, I could see the Lakers keeping this close, even with the garbage lineup that they're rolling out there. It's not like outside of Luka, I mean, is I like Jalen Brunson as a player, but does Reggie and DFS and Dwight Powell really intimidate anybody? No. Is that that much better than Stanley Johnson, Wenyan Gabriel, and Dwight Howard? Not really. So yeah, I could see it. I, it's most likely going to be a, a game where Dallas, you know, lights them up pretty, pretty well. It's a two nineteen and a half total uh, and Dallas favored by 11 and a half at home. But I don't think that's going to impact the minutes in a major sense for Reggie Bullock. And I think he gets us there, even if we shave a couple minutes off of it. So I'm not, yeah. not too concerned there. Uh, going back to the Bryant one. Right. Yeah. Go, going back to the Bryant one. That's a tricky one, right? We've got him with that one and a half minute projection that he might get on the court tonight projection at the last five games he's played once and he's been a coach's decision dnp four times uh he played 14 minutes in that one and that was because Kristaps porzingis sat out i have a feeling that we're not going to see thomas bryant tonight um it doesn't seem like what they've been doing lately so for me that's a little too fragile to build into a card unless we get some sort of confirmation in which case we would see the minutes get a little bit of an uptick if you wanted to roll the dice with it and just hope that he gets out there and if you're throwing in multiple cards or something you could certainly book it i mean it's not like he's going to get to eight and a half points it's not like he's going to get to 11 and a half rebounds uh, in the 14 minutes so i'm comfortable going to it if we think he's going to play it's just a matter of whether he takes the court Okay. That, and that's a big thing here. And we always yeah. monitor that and tell you that, you know, you're not going to get any points ahead of time. If a guy's out, just like we said at the beginning, if he's zeroed out from a minute standpoint, then don't play him. You're not going to sneak around and fool anybody by getting credit for the unders here. LaMarcus Aldridge is popping up as well. He really more so than anybody else is the next guy like Bryant. The top three are there clearly because of the minute concern. And we have to factor that in just keep an eye on that. But as far as Aldridge is concerned, he also is popping up pretty heavy rebounds, points, points, and rebounds. So three separate categories that again, these gaps are pretty wide compared to what NHA is asking versus what Alex has projected. Yeah, and it's a situation where if this was full-time LMA, you know, middle mid, middle of the season after not uh, being out for a while, then these would be a little concerning to see these like this. But I, w with what we've got him projected for coming back from, I think it was a nine-game absence for the first time, it just seems like he's going to be limited if he takes the court. We've got him projected for 10.2 minutes. He averages 22.8, so call it like half of his average. And that's about where these lines are at. Is, is uh, you know, We've got him projected around half of his average while the line is set around his average so the points at 12 and a half in 22.8 minutes he averages 13 and a half points so we're projecting him for 10.2 minutes we can extrapolate that he's pretty unlikely to reach that point total there so that's a pretty comfortable under at 97 percent we've got him projected for 6.12 against the 12 and a half line if you wanted to increase the difficulty and add the uh, rebounds to it that would be perfectly fine to go to the one that i'm a little less comfortable about even though it's at a 98.6 is actually the rebounding problem on its own it's five and a half we've got him projected at two and a half in 10.2 minutes i definitely don't expect him to get there he averages 5.6 right. rebounds in the 22 minutes uh that he normally averages it's just that it's a little bit happenstance based in a kind of wide open game against a bad team in which there should be a bunch of rebounds available. Like could he stumble, stumble into six rebounds if he sees 15 minutes instead of the 10.2 that we've got him projected for it's possible. 
So it, it takes it down a notch for me a little bit where I think the points one is a little bit more, I, I have a little bit more confidence in that one that you won't just happen to lose that through happenstance. Uh, it would just be a taller order, I think, for him to get to the points one. I think they're both firm. I think you can go to either one of them on a card. Just a little bit of a, you know personal confidence. I would go to the points one or the points plus rebounds over the rebounds alone, even though the rebounds alone is 98% versus 97%. Yeah, and look, you're... Looking at the difference of a, a percentile point, clearly when it's 98 to 97. So you're definitely getting a good return either way. But if we're talking about the difference here of building one, it's essentially like building a cash lineup, right? Where we're talking about building one lineup optimal and you have the optimal option clearly on Osimo that's free as well. But in the case here today, where we're looking at building one lineup and giving you the analysis, we're choosing the best of the three. But if you're building six or seven lineups, then my goodness, you've got, assuming he plays, Thomas Bryant and then Aldridge that you could work in a couple of times over. Smack in between all of that, though, is Luke Kennard's one. Normally, we have a couple of stats or stat lines, pardon me, options to play here kind of jumbled together. But in this case, it's Kennard's PRA that jumps out. 17 and a half there. And Alex has a pretty significant gap between that we just talked about the 99 98 kind of that high 90 percentile canard is in there as well so even if you were only playing one assuming bryant's playing a bryant one of aldridge you could work a 10 9 8 right now of bryant aldridge and canard yeah absolutely and i think that one makes some sense we've got uh part of it is going to be based on the paul george news though Paul George um, is questionable for this game after yeah he's been out since like mid-December somewhere around there um so it would have a impact like a trickle down impact where he would be inserted into the starting lineup somebody comes out joins the rotation on the back end and I think it just shaves enough of the minutes off of Kennard where he averages 27 and a half we've got him projected at 19.7 that's enough to make that stark of a difference in what he needs playing time to get to his numbers uh in what he does for this season the PRA average is 16.9 and we're asking for more than that and we're taking 10 minutes away from them or 12 minutes away from them so I think that's pretty pretty comfortable if you get the news that Paul George doesn't play tonight then maybe that one changes a little bit he might trend back toward his minutes average and the confidence level goes way down so that's one i want to monitor the news but as of right now i think it's pretty confident and uh, and we can get there and just looking at what he's done in recent games he's a 25.3 minute average over the last three games one was 25 one was 22 another was 29 so the minutes have declined a little bit from the 27 and a half anyway um so there is the you know the idea that even if uh, george is out he could still approach that under but i'd be a lot less confident that would knock it down probably in the 70s somewhere i think if he's getting a few more minutes all right so we'll switch back in a second here also reminder hit that thumbs up button if you're hanging with us interacting with us on the chat just hit that thumbs up button please make sure you're subscribed here and the odd shopper channel as well and take advantage of this promo code we're breaking it all down we're giving you right now six plays right no five technically 10 night after work math in reverse but we're going to get down there to one before we get out of here so we're building a card for you take advantage you can go ahead and play this and just use our promo code when you sign up awesome awesemo will match your first deposit up to 25 dollars. i did want to mention real quick though before we flip back to the overs bobby portis has two and then kobe white that kind of rounds out 
the 90s, especially for names that we haven't referenced. So of those three, and I'll give you the option of taking one of two from Portis, that's either his rebound straight up or his PRA versus Kobe White's PRA. And again, all three are 90 plus, so there's no real wrong answer. But is there one of the three that you think is the best value or at least the best area to attack first? I'd probably shoot for that Portis PRA. He, okay. It just looks like they haven't completely caught up to the Brook, 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 the Brook Lopez return. Yeah, um, that's true. So, yeah. So Portis for the season, 28.6 minute average across his 65 games, but we've got him cut down to 24.4. He's averaged 24 over the last three, 22, 29 and 21 since Lopez returned. Uh, so I just think that we're, we're pretty safe undercutting that based on the minutes expectation for the entire season in that bigger minutes chunk, he gets a 25.2 PRA. That's right in line with what they've got him. So they've got him projected at what he's averaged for the season, not necessarily for tonight's situation. Uh, that is assuming that Brooke Lopez is in and the other piece of news there is, yeah, Brooke is a, is, is a full go. The yep. other piece of news there that could potentially impact that, though, is Giannis. Giannis is probable to play. I expect him to be out there, but he is technically on the injury report. If you see no Giannis, that one comes off the board completely because I would expect Portis to step in and do his uh, Bobby Portis things out there. But for right now, yeah, I think that's a, a fair target. Yeah, man, Brooke Lopez has ruined a, a lot of the Brook. Uh, the Brook Brook Lopez has ruined a lot of the Portis and even Grayson Allen. He's taken away a little bit. Uh, at least add a little more volatility there from threes because yep. you know, they're all chuckers. So that's that's usually what happens there. All right, let's go back to the overs. Bagley was the one that we kind of put on hold for a second. He's at 91% when you look at his points and rebounds. But we also have on Osimo a couple of other categories when you split the two, rebound solo and points solo. Now, those are a little bit lower, 88 to split hairs versus the 91. But combining both of them and going over seems to be the best play. Yeah, we've got him projected uh, Bagley at 30.9 minutes tonight. He's averaged that's over huge, the yeah. course of the... Yeah, that's a big, big jump up from what he's averaged over the course of the entire season. So it's definitely a good target on the board uh, in a... 23.9 minute average across the season. If we're talking about his points plus rebounds, we're already at an 18.4 and it's only a 16 and a half line and we're projecting him for significantly more minutes. That seems pretty easy to target. We've got him projected at a 25.43 points plus rebounds against the 16 and a half line. That feels like a smash spot. So I'm definitely uh, interested in that one with uh, with Bagley here. I think it's uh, kind of a no-brainer unless we get some weird Bagley game, which you know is always in the cards. Not a player I'm ever really comfortable about going to. Right. I think in this case, it just makes a ton of sense that uh, he's going to be on the board here. Uh, over the last three games, he's averaged... 32.7 minutes. So it's not like our minutes projection is off. It's just that the line is uh, is pretty low for what he's been doing. So I'm comfy going to that one. Drummond's an interesting one too. Again, mid to high 80s. So we're not bringing up anything that's a long shot or reach by any means. But when you look at the rebound, the difference in rebounds, nearly a, a three board gap. And then also just a little bit lower because we've seen him as of recent put up a couple of games of some higher scoring efforts the PRA actually looks pretty attackable. Now, that's a little bit of a dip, but still, we're talking about like 84% there versus the 87%. So we're in that mid-80s range either way, but rebounds versus PRA for Drummond look pretty pretty juicy. 
Yeah, I think if I'm zeroing in on, I'd probably just chase the rebounds. Like, why throw in the you know need for Andre Drummond to rack up some points and some assists or Fair like a combination thereof? Let's just go with what he does really, really well. We're talking about a world class rebounder, one of the best rebounders in the NBA over the last 10, 15 years. So, yeah, I'm comfy going to Andre Drummond on a rebounding prop here. Uh, he averages 9.1 rebounds in 19.4 minutes a night, and uh, the line is at eight and a half. And Another one, we've got him projected for about four minutes on top of his average. Plenty to do on the court for Andre Drummond. Going to be plenty of missed shots and boards up there. So 87%, we've got him projected at 11 against an eight and a half line. Absolutely fire away with that. That's another very, very strong over. All right, we do have to hit final couple of minutes here. The unders are still in that 989, like a little high 80s range here. We have three different guys, four really to look at all in the same category of PRA. So you could theoretically run just all four in a row here, depending on how strong of a point production or point value, part of me, you wanted to apply to it. But Tobias Harris, Robert Covington, Seth Curry, and then back to the Sixers, Shake Milton, which I actually love here just because of the minutes and the lack of real blowout, I think, tonight. So you've got Milton at 86 all the way back up through Tobias at 89.9 so we'll round up to 90 all four are pra so you could look at that from a couple of different ways because they're all different players and they may get there different ways as well so if you like let's say seth curry to explode tonight or no pardon me these are under so if you like one guy to be limited in a certain area like yeah man i don't think seth's gonna knock down a bunch of threes chances are he's not grabbing 10 rebounds or dishing out 12 dimes yeah, absolutely. Each one of these is at least, you know, is somewhat encouraging and uh, interesting to me. The PRA for Tobias just seems like they're trending high. Uh, we've got him projected for 32.6 minutes. Yeah, it's, oh, I'm sorry. It, the, the PRA, not the minutes. Pardon me. Yeah, the 30 and a half is a big, big line. Right. I mean, we're talking about a guy who over the course of the season has averaged a 27.8 PRA in 35 minutes a night. And we've got him shaved down by like two and a half minutes. So unless we're expecting him to go out there and play like 40 minutes, I don't know where we're getting that number from. Tough matchup for them too in a you know, very highly competitive Eastern Conference game here. Hopefully everybody's healthy. It should be a hell of a game. Um, I don't really see Tobias getting that. That's an outlier performance that they're asking for here for Tobias. So I think out of the four, that's probably my favorite. If you look at the uh, Covington one, that one's just a, a minute situation where we're shaving his minutes down. Again, you know, expectation of, uh, of uh, potential for uh, George to return to that uh, rotation. So potentially knocks his minutes down. He's averaged 25.3 over the last three. We've got him projected at 21.7. Should yep. be enough to make that difference. Um, and then, yeah, Curry and Shake, it's another situation where their minutes, the minutes for Curry are projected at 25.3, which is in line with what he's averaged over the last three, but it's way off of what he's averaged for this season. He's a 33.5 minute player if we're throwing in the time from Philly. In that stretch, he averages a 22 PRA, which is they're asking for a 22 and a half here. We're not giving him that kind of a run tonight. We're giving him 25.3 minutes versus a 33 and a half average, uh, you know, where that number comes from. So again, they're just projecting it. That line is incorrect. That line is against what he averages for the season, not the situation he's in tonight. So yeah, I, I would honestly, I have no issues putting all four or any one of those four into a card. Adam Palmer. Thanks for the super chat. Appreciate that brother. Never necessary, but always appreciate that. Anybody you want to hit on, you know, we try to cover. We actually have a lot in this game in the short slate tonight. We actually have a lot of attackable numbers right here. So is there anybody as we get into that mid 80s, which again, on a short slate, that's kind of surprising. But 
Is there anybody else that you want to attack or target? And again, it could be like we talked about with a couple of guys earlier, the Bullock situation, right, where the number's just a little bit lower based on what you were looking at earlier from a DFS standpoint or just what we have on Odd Shopper that could correlate to a stronger play despite even a big number here, depending on it being over or under. Yeah, I tell you, I'm just in scanning down, uh, looking at the Jalen Brunson assists. Not one, you know, like I said before, a player that I like, good player. It's at five and a half over the course of the season in 32 minutes a night. He's averaging 4.9. So it seems like it's, you know, it would be one that wouldn't be quite as strong as the uh, 80 something percent, 81.5% that we got it at. But if we jump over to the board, looking at his last 10 games, he's only averaged 2.2 assists in 30.6 minutes a night over the last 10. So the assists are down pretty significantly for Brunson here. We've got him projected for 4.1. Against the five and a half line, that's giving you a little bit of comfort as we start to get to these thinner, uh, thinner differentials. So I think that's an attackable one. It, it's not one I would have thought of off the top of my head, but looking at the recent performance, it's certainly on the board and looking where we've got him projected. It seems like it's definitely on the board. The minutes are right in line with what he's done recently in that uh, 10 game stretch. So I think that's a, a sneaky, strong one. Okay. Awesome, brother. And, you know, it's just looking here, anybody kind of in that mid seventies or anything here that we could slide in the guy that we also haven't talked about, but well, you, like, need you like Kyrie, you like Kyrie to make more than two and a half threes tonight. You know, I've been burned by him two straight games, including mind you a five leg parlay where all I needed was he, the fifth leg to go over three and a half in his home debut, Terry oh, McBride. All right. Yeah. Where everybody in the world was thinking he's, you know, thank you and going off. Yeah. So not only here's the thing, the books have him down two and a half. So I don't know if that's changed on, on the books at all here, but not only do I, I, I played him over two and a half and I played him four plus because I'm banking on the fact that he's not going to burn me three straight games. So yes, to your answer, I do think this is a Kyrie night tonight, but I thought it was a Kyrie night, two straight games. And it clearly has Andre Drummond. They could have got a better stat line from Ben Simmons out there last game. <laughs> Well, maybe not in threes. I don't know about that one. That might be a stretch, but I don't uh, know. What did he hit? One three? <laughs> yeah, that's true. What's what would the line for Simmons be? A quarter of a three? Yeah, right. A three one three point attempt, maybe would be a good oh, line. Oh my for that. goodness. No, but yeah, no. with the with the two and a half line, we've got him projected Kyrie here at uh, three point two seven. He's been taking taking plenty to uh, to justify the volume there. So at seventy two percent, it's not one of your strongest plays on the board, but we like to hit right. those three uh, three point props every now and then. So maybe that's one that could work in there. I like it. And Dave's on there, too, so it's a good way to end. I feel good about this here. All right, brother, appreciate it at Digital B21, how you can follow Terry at Shander Show for me. Thanks to Tyler. Thanks to No House Advantage. And the best way to do that is to hit the thumbs up button here and make sure you're subscribed, but also sign up, be a part of the NHA community, and use that promo code, AWESEMO, A-W-E-S-E-M-O, and we'll match your first deposit up to $25. You could jump in right away. All right, brother, we'll do it again next week. Thanks, man. Tough, bud.